Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 246 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. India suffered a heartbreaking 9-wicket defeat to the Australians in the World Cup finals on Sunday. However, the men in blue won't have much time to dwell on this World Cup defeat as the T20 series against Australia is scheduled to start today. In this episode, we will be looking at the major observations and talking points from the squads announced. Joining us for this discussion is Nikhil. He is an avid cricket lover who has been a passionate supporter of the sport across formats. who loves the stories, tactical and the small nuances of the game. In his words, the game is played between 22 yards but is always down to the barest margins. He has his own Instagram page called Wicket Whisperers where he writes cricket articles and makes videos purely for the love of the sport. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Nikhil, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. I suppose this is your podcast debut. So, how are you doing today? Yeah, hi Nia. First of all, thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, was pretty excited as well because I've been following your page and the sort of consistent work that you put in. And what I really liked was the different topics that you chose to do on each for each podcast. What I've observed is it isn't just stuck to international cricket as such. and it's varied across topics so yeah i mean excited to be on this <laughs> thanks so much for the kind words and even you've been doing some amazing work on uh, your page which i will definitely link in you know this episode description so our subscribers can check it out but um, let's you know focus our uh, lens on the india versus australia t20 series uh, that starts right now of course india enters into this uh, five match series on the back of a very uh, disappointing uh, loss right So, uh, what do you think will be the mindset coming in? I know it's an entirely different sport, but the hurt is something that I think a lot of us carry, and I'm sure even the players do, right? I mean, uh, if you ask me, I've forgotten about Sunday. I'm just acting like there was no <laughs> World Cup final. We don't know who Travis Head is. Uh, but uh, on a serious note, if you just think about it, uh, this series is important. in certain context if you look at it uh, it's a completely new format if you look at it since 2020 and now the focus shifts entirely to prepping for the 2024 uh, t20 world cup so that's some time in june so you have around 6 uh, 7 months where you need to form your entire uh, team and uh, just uh, and on the same note if you just look at the final and then the upcoming uh, tour against australia You also see that it's like completely set, a fresh set of players. There hardly any players that are from the ODI setup coming into this uh, tour as well. So in a way, you can say lesser baggage about the past results, and then it'll be more about trying to uh, play with a more uh, flexible and a more aggressive approach. Because if you just think about what happened in the 2022 World Cup uh, semi-final against England, up till until that point, India's template was to play aggressive, and then at some point they sort of backed out. which is what they'll be trying to reset again here so having said that they'll also be trying to uh, figure out set of core players that they can integrate when the main sport is back so would be a good series from that perspective 
That's a fair point and I'm glad you bring in this uh, aspect. Now, we saw how this court, India expectedly did not pick a lot of senior players, right? And uh, we have a T20 World Cup that's beckoning. So, do you think it's a right move, uh, you know, having this major playing eleven, you know, sorted out or should we, you know, keep experimenting with new players? But again, not having the senior players in the scheme of things, do you think it's the right way to go? I mean, I can understand... Uh, why this has happened for this series, given the context and the timing of it. You just think about it, uh, it's just happening after a huge uh, ODI World Cup, right? So there's been enough cricket, enough hard-fought cricket, if you see from both sides. So it's pretty important that players get a well-deserved break as well, because it's important to keep the big players fresh. So having said that, uh, I can understand why they're not playing the full-strength squad. Along with that, um, uh, I also feel that Come the big tournaments, you do need to have your big players in. Your Hardik Pandyas, your Bumras. There's a big debate about Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, but they they showed uh, in the previous World Cup as well what their value is in the team. So having said that, in my opinion is <laughs> you need the Rohit Sharmas and the Virat Kohlis in. Certainly. And uh, according to a PTI report as well, apparently the selection of those players was, you know, on the basis of them having like good IPL seasons. And, uh, you know, that was like a big uh, criteria for their selection. So do you agree with this line of thought that, you know, uh, IPL performances should actually be an indicator of your presence in the squad? I mean, here's my take on it. If you look at it purely based on IPL performances, players that are slogging off in domestic season, uh, circuits and performing well there will be asking, what am I doing, right? So my ideal thinking is it should be a combination of both, IPL as well as the current domestic circuit. I feel the IPL gives a great platform to find to, fig- to help you figure out match winners who actually rise well on the big stage. But IPL is still a shorter format tournament, doesn't show you consistency. Whereas domestic circuit uh, and whoever does well in that domestic season, tends to show consistency, which is pretty important as well. So I feel it should be a factor based on both IPL as well as uh, the domestic season. Yeah. Fair enough. That uh, does make sense. And uh, what are your first thoughts on the Indian squad that was announced? Now, there was this Guardian article that said, you know, this is an understrength India squad uh, that was chosen. So do you agree with that line of thought? Because considering the kind of squad that we've chosen with the players as well, they certainly don't seem uh, <laughs> under strength, right? By any means. Uh, yeah, my initial thought was, obviously, you're missing a few key players. You see, your uh, Bumrah, Hardik Pandya, the famous uh, Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, and things like that. But I can understand the selection that they've tried and gone ahead with. If you see, the squad is pretty similar to what they played against Ireland. And also... Uh, it has quite a lot of players that are coming from the Asian games that were played. So, in terms of uh, selection, I still see some sort of consistency being there. Uh, So, I still feel this tour is important in order to try and identify a set of core players that can be integrated with the main team once the big players are back. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Fair enough. And uh, looking at the squad, now you have Suri Kumar Yadav who will be captaining the side while Rudurat Gaikwad is the vice-captain. So, uh, what did you make of this decision? Because Surikumar Yadav comes with this baggage, right? He's uh, almost, you know, aging as well. And uh, having captained Mumbai in the past, he's had some disciplinary issues and everything. Keeping that aside, how do you look at him as the captain of the squad? 
my take on it is this so if you just think about it uh, ever since the 2022 t20 world cup was done hardik pandya has been your captain and then uh, surya kumar yadav was i guess i guess designed to be the vice captain so when in absence of hardik pandya it makes sense to have surya kumar yadav and more importantly he's been your best t20 batter in recent times i know his form in odi isn't good isn't uh, he isn't doing well in test with whatever opportunities he got but this is a format that he completely owns and i do understand that uh, them giving him the uh, responsibility to lead the squad and um, yeah i did read quite a few comments on that online comments but I, my take is he's been your best batter in this current uh, setup so makes sense to give him the captaincy in the absence of avik pandya sense and i think you know his consistency in this format also speaks for itself and uh, you also have have the likes of you know shreyas ayer who will uh, be joining the squad for the fourth and fifth t20 as the vice captain so what do you think could be the mindset of you know integrating him for the latter uh, t20s and then giving him that uh, vice captain role as well as my i feel shreyas ayer has been a good t20 player if you just look at it uh, he led well uh, during the pandemic especially delhi capitals and then he had a good decent season with kkr as well the problem has been injuries whenever the ipls around the corner so he's your potential good solid middle order player in t20s because i've never seen him take a back foot when it comes to trying to um, press the accelerator uh, and then put uh, aggressive runs on the board so it makes sense in that uh, that way that uh, giving shreyas ayer another go and then let's see how things pan out certainly and uh, you know looking deeper into the squad now many think this is going to be like a do or die kind of scenario for ishan kishan right who's going to have to make a mark in t20s because somewhere people feel time is running out you also have like ready replacements like sanju samson you know who's banging the door so uh, what do you think about ishan kishan the t20 batter I honestly saw a lot of potential when I first saw him. Uh, I mean, and that potential hasn't gone away. Uh, having said whatever, but uh, yeah, he needs runs under his belt for sure. So this series would uh, be pretty important for him as well. But the only opportunity that I do, I don't see him being completely ruled out of selection. Uh, if in case things don't go his way this tour, simply because Rishabh Pant isn't back in. So if you think about your wicket keepers that are there. It's basically Jitesh Sharma. It's Ishan Kishan. We don't know what happens to KL Rahul. I don't think I don't see them sort of getting him back in. So Jitesh Sharma, Ishan Kishan, and then yeah, of course Sanju Samson. So with those three, I guess they'll always keep these guys around the squad. But uh, yeah, the only the other point that I was just thinking when I had to make the sort of squad when I looked at it, if you have to choose a playing eleven. Up top, who do you open with? So because Rituraj Gaikwad has been made your vice captain, right? and yashasvi jaiswal has done pretty well in the previous tour as an opener the only uh, change that they might have to do is uh, play shankishan in ahead of yashasvi jaiswal as an opener so i guess let's see it's going to be interesting how that plays out because you know with the likes of yashasvi jaiswal you have tilak varma ringu singh and jitesh sharma india seems to have you know figured out this batting core right so just figuring out perhaps like who's going to bat where is going to be uh, i think a big matter of headache uh yeah for sure uh, because uh, you if you observe there are multiple players for the same role uh in terms of openers you do have vishan kishan you have yashasvi jaiswal and then rutraj gaikwad as well 
and even uh, number 3 number 4 is a bit uh, cramped so surya kumar adav typically plays 3 and 4 and then you need tilak parma i guess he just swap based on left right combination there and we'll have to see when shesha is back what do they do and then what happens to shivam dobe and things like that so there, there are quite a few um, areas that they have to try and sort of and they also need to give enough chances before making a decision so i mean there's plenty to figure out before that major fault of agreed and uh, looking at the bowling side of things as well now you have washington sundar you have akshar patel shivam dubey and ravi bishnoi who are the other uh, you know major notable inclusions who will i think look to make the mark you reckon yeah it's pretty important for all the above mentioned names that you just said because if you just think about it akshar patel has uh, grown tremendously tremendously as a batsman in recent times and injury hasn't done him any good in recent times uh same thing with washington sundar as well so if you just think about it he plays uh, in the top order for tamil nadu and then uh, he comes down the order in t20s usually and same same case with him as well injuries hasn't helped him at all so he's also coming back after an injury um and ravi bishnu i'm excited to see because uh, i always see him as an attacking bowler uh, and he's someone who doesn't give away runs very easily very skilly and has that big uh, googly and all that uh, stuff so i'm excited to see how ravi bishnoi performs cuz uh, <laughs> if he doesn't there's someone else waiting there for lucy chand so <laughs> yeah that's true and again you know with the pace battery you have the likes of ashdeep singh prasad krishna avesh khan and uh, mukesh kumar included so somewhere do you also believe that india's pace battery uh, looks solid you know because these are the next level that's coming in after say like bumra shami uh siraj and also looking good for team india yeah i i like the combination of all the three uh because if you just think about it akshdeep can bowl up front he can also bowl at the depth he can bowl in the middle as well so and he's been sort of your tried and tested uh, bowler in recent times at least in t20s and prasad krishna the tall lanky uh, hit the deck hard bowler so that'll be good to see and then Mukesh Kumar, I would love to see his evolution because uh, in recent times he's been bowling well at the death. I would be interested to see how they exactly use Mukesh Kumar. So that is where I, as a fan, would be trying to watch and see how they uh, assign roles for specific bowlers. Yeah, and it's a five-match series, so uh, it will be quite you know interesting to see how you know uh, the pacers are. Uh... mixed and matched throughout that uh, series and earlier you had brought in this point of how you know you believe that uh, having a mix of like top performers of IPL and domestic cricket will be ideal now when you look at the Syed Mushtaq Ali trophy that recently concluded um, you know star batter Riyan Parag then you had Abhishek Sharma and Bhuvneshwar Kumar could not find a berth in this squad so uh, what did you make of it and uh, do you think it's concerning that this uh, domestic side of things are not being considered yeah i do feel that uh, like i mentioned before you need a combination of both uh, ipl performances as well as domestic i feel that's a good way to evaluate someone and uh, yeah riyan parag abhishek sharma i think they just drop off a little bit because of uh, their recent ipl performances hasn't been that great uh, compared to what uh, they would have expected of them of, of themselves rather uh, abhishek sharma the other reason why i i do feel he hasn't been included is because there's already been enough uh, top order batsmen right uh, ishan kishan yashasvi jaiswal now you have rituraj gaikwad coming in and 
yeah i feel it'll become too much of a muddle to sort out Makes sense. And uh, looking at another name that didn't uh, make the cut has to be Sanju Samson, right? Now, many were hoping he would uh, find a place, but this Kedla battle was a notable absentee. Now, I think this we can attribute to how he had a very like average performance in the Syed Mushtaqali tro- trophy that kind of forced the selectors to overlook him, at least for the time being. So we could see how, again, Twitter was like, ablaze with so many uh, tweets, you know, in support of him. Like, how can you not select him? He's such a good player. Like, uh, so many players like Sky and Ishan Kishan keep getting uh, the long rope and so many chances. But why does he not get that in spite of having the averages he does? So, uh, what are your two cents on that? I mean, I understand the frustration as well. But my, I only wish the selectors or whoever has been selecting the, uh, I mean, Ajit Tagakar and team, uh, sort of give clarity to Sanju Samson as to exactly why he's not being selected or things like that. It helps everyone, if you just think about it. And But I still, I my personal opinion is Sanju Samson should be kept open for that spot because the wicketkeeper batsman isn't something that you've sort of uh, come to terms with in T20. Because you're lurking behind Ishan Krishna, you've been lurking behind Jitesh Sharma that you have shown promise in, in terms of selection. So Sanju Samson will definitely play a part. If you remember, Dinesh Karthik played the 2022 World Cup. And yeah, he hasn't performed up to the mark after that. So I still feel they should uh, keep things open for him. And then maybe just pick him. See, India plays the, uh, after after the Australia T20I series. They have a, a T20I series against uh, South Africa and South Africa and then uh, against Afghanistan and India. So I just wish they, if they have decided that they might want to try him out, they should give him some sort of opportunity and then see how it goes. Agreed. I think giving him a fair chance is uh, certainly the way to go. And another name that uh, kind of didn't make the cut is Yuzi Chahil, right? Now, he was again overlooked by the selectors and he posted this very cryptic message. So, uh, why do you think, you know, Chahil is um, not in contention and uh, do you think, you know, the selectors are completely over him? The doors are shut? Uh... I actually don't understand this decision, to be very honest, because if you look at IPL performances, he has done well in recent times. Uh, but they've shown more trust in Ravi Bishnu in recent times. Uh, but I would have Yuzvendra Chahal in my squad, if you have asked me, because natural wicket taker, uh, <laughs> he's a national level chess player, so he can think, if you think over it. Uh, and very often does he... He does uh, outfox Batman, so that is something that I would be excited to have him in my team setup. But need to see what we do. And I think even the kind of experience he brings in would have uh, done India a world of good. And before we move on to Australia, even uh, the likes of, you know, Prithvi Shaw and David Padikal, now even they didn't uh, make the cut to this T20 squad. So again, do you think their inclusion would have just made the number of batters like a lot more and just complicated the situation further? Yeah, yeah, well said. Because uh, both of them have the same role, uh, top order players. And then you have enough uh, already in the mix. So I wouldn't try to complicate things more. So, uh, yeah, I feel that's fair enough. You know. <laughs> Unless he comes knocking the doors again through domestic circuit. But, yeah. Or, you know, they have this blistering uh, IPL season and the selectors just cannot, you know, ignore them any longer. And yeah, that uh, kind of does bring us to uh, Australia, right? Again, we see quite an interesting uh, squad that's chosen. A lot of the members who are a part of the World Cup winning squad have returned. But we still have quite a strong side uh, here. 
So uh, what are your thoughts on Matthew Wade, who's being chosen as the skipper for this series? Uh, I can understand uh, why he has been sort of in some sense, because if you just think about it, he's been your uh, experienced uh, T20. Uh, he's been in the setup for some time. And also he does have uh, captaincy experience, especially he captains the uh, Hobart Hurricanes. And even Tasmania, but uh, in terms of T20, he does captain the Hobart Hurricanes. So I'm more interested to see how well he personally plays uh, as a batsman. So that's what I'm looking at. Exactly. And uh, looking at another interesting selection call now, the selectors have withdrawn David Warner, you know, paving the way for Steve Smith to uh, be, you know, trialed as this opener for uh, the next year's World Cup, right? So, uh, what are your thoughts on this move of having Steve Smith as an opener and Warner's absence? Like, why is Steve Smith, you know, being forced in a role that he may perhaps not be that comfortable with? I mean, uh, I it's something even I didn't quite get because uh, there are two ways of looking at it. One is they've decided that Steve Smith will just open for this tour for the sake of this tour, since most of your uh, main players aren't playing. Or unless they have decided that uh, no, uh, we need Steve Smith to op- uh, to play top of the order opening. But uh, I am not too sure. I have <laughs> I have a few thoughts. Fair enough. Yeah, and uh, I think the squad also has the likes of Aaron Hardy who has been uh, included. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, this young man and what he brings to the table? I heard the word Aaron Hardy a couple of years ago when I was following the BBL. Um, he's this. Uh, he's very similar to a Cameron Green type of player. He's uh, your uh, seeming all-rounder, um, tall, lanky, huge uh, reach, um, and is considered to be a good talent uh, if you look at their uh, do- domestic circuit as well. Uh, he plays for the Perth Scorchers and. Uh, yeah, I, I feel he's been included here uh, for, uh, for the swap of uh, Cameron Green since he, uh, he has to go back. So, yeah. Right, I think that could have been that like-for-like replacement uh, they were looking. And even if you look at Australia's uh, bowling side, now you have Jason Bendroff, then you have Sean Abbott, Kane Richardson. I think they form like a pretty formidable pace bowling lineup. So how do you reckon they'd go versus India like on Indian conditions? Yeah, uh, I like the combination as well because uh, they have someone who can bowl up front uh, in Berendorf. They have uh, Sean Abbott and uh, Kane Richardson who can uh, bowl the difficult middle overs and the death as well. But there is uh, this one player that I'm really excited to see. I wish he gets a game. That's Spencer Johnson. Uh, I watched the way he bowled in the 100 and uh, even in the recent BBL. And yeah, he has serious pace. Uh, there was, I believe there was one match where he uh, in the 100 where he bowled 20 balls, uh, picked up three wickets and then gave a run. So um, I'm excited to actually see Spencer Johnson play. He made his debut, if I'm not wrong, in the South Africa series. So uh, that's someone I actually want, would love to see if they give him a chance. Definitely. And um, now, you know, also looking at how the likes of Pat Cummins, Mitch Marsh, Josh Hazelwood and Cameron Green now miss out. Do you think Australia will be missing them out a lot? Or do you reckon that Australia is already such a strong unit that even in the absence of these seniors, uh, they will go all guns blazing? Uh, I see power in the uh, current squad as well, despite these big names not being there. But you can understand why they have been rested. Very similar to India's situation as well. And if you look at their schedule, they have a very 
long uh, Australian summer. Uh, they have quite a few test matches. They play Pakistan, they play West Indies. So it's important to keep all these guys fresh. So Cummins, the Mitch Marsh, Hazelwood, Cameron. So very important to keep them fresh and invested for the test series. Yeah, right. I think that could have been uh, the mindset, you know, behind uh, resting them. Now you also have Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Glenn Maxwell, Tanvir Sangha, and Matt Short, which again, you know, bolsters the Aussie batting to a great extent. So how excited are you to, you know, see them in uh, these Indian conditions thriving, perhaps? Did you just use the word uh, Travis Head? <laughs> You're not allowed to. <laughs> uh, but uh, on a serious note, uh... It's it's a well-rounded, powerful batting lineup. Uh, they have uh, I see it being covered in all phases. So Travis said up top. I'm not sure whether he he actually plays or they still sort of test him out. But uh, it's you can see that the squad covers all bases. They have power hitters up top. They have someone who can slog at the end. And there's the thing about uh, Aussie bowlers. You can't just call them bowlers. They're proper. Uh, they can hit a long ball. So. Right. And uh, now even you have the likes of Adam Zampa, you know, who's had the kind of World Cup he has had. And there was a lot of criticism for him coming in that, you know, he's been very average on Indian conditions. But uh, seeing the World Cup he's had, so do you think he's going to have that same impact in the T20 series as well? Uh, Adam Zampa has done well in India especially because the way he sets batsmen up is with that uh, uh, slider that he bowls, the one that skips on. So, you know Zampa is bowling well when he gets that full ball and gets it to speed through. The moment he's dropping it short is when uh, he, he'll go for runs. Having said that, I do feel at some point they might give Tanvir Sangha a chance. He's also the uh, upcoming leg spinner. So before the World Cup, they also would have the similar uh, decisions to make. They'll have to check uh, how Sangha is bowling and things like that. Because if you think about it, Ashton Agar hasn't been in the squad for quite a long time. So... I guess it'll be a mix and match of Zampa and Sangat to see how things happen. Fair enough. And uh, now, even, you know, when you look at uh, Marcus Toynes, I think he would be looking to make that impact, right, in this series. Because uh, Australia is a team that's blessed with, like, an abundance of all-rounders. You have the likes of Mitch Marsh and Cam Green. I mean, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, the kind of money they've gone for in IPL auctions in the past as well. So, is this the time for Marcus Toynes to make that mark? Yeah, I personally think it's pretty. It's a pretty important tour for him because if you think of it, uh, in recent times he has been uh, a bit short on runs. Uh, so it would be interesting to see how well he does, and it's important for his place as well, for his place as well in the team uh, because there's been Cameron Green who's waiting there. So yeah, would would like to see how things go. Definitely. And um, now, you know, when you look at uh, this year, now by this series end also, Australia would have played like, what, 26 matches in India just in uh, this year. That includes like uh, four tests and the three ODIs earlier this year. Then we had the bilateral series just before the World Cup. Then the World Cup happened. And now we have this T20 series, right? So this year, we seem to have played so much against the Aussies and it just felt like a lot. Why do you think the FTP was uh, planned in this way? For us to lose in the final, I guess. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, yeah, I mean, we played the Border Gavaskas Trophy. We went and lost the WTC finals against them. We had a nice, uh, cute tour uh, where they came and played ODIs with us, and then they beat us in the final. 
but on the serious note i guess it's uh, good quality cricket two big boards coming in and it's similar even even with england and australia this time they finished ashes and then they again go back to play the 5 t20 series yeah should be a good series at least yeah that's true and uh, as we reach the end of our discussion as well uh, do you have any prediction for this uh, series and key matchups you're looking forward to uh there's one i'm not sure if maxwell gets all the games but i'm very excited from an indian perspective to see how ravi bishma goes uh because it's very important for him uh, it's an important tour as well for him and uh, in terms of matchups i would love to see a maxwell uh, bishma matchup i've seen the way he tries to take on leg spinners and uh, that's one good matchup to have the other one uh, that i am also looking forward is uh, rinku singh against uh, the aussie fast bowlers so i love the way the bat swing comes through for rinku singh uh, can play shots on the leg side and off side so that's another uh, player that i'm really looking forward to and uh, as for predictions anything like do you think india is going to win the series it's going to be a close one advantage australia maybe uh india in india i am still saying india but uh, i guess it won't be completely one sided as what i feel hopefully i, I would want to three to india there should be some sort of competition for us to keep watching it uh, yeah but i do see i do see india winning it. let's see how things go <laughs> fingers crossed let's hope india can uh, pull off that remarkable uh, 3-2 win as well and uh, as we draw curtains on our uh, discussion do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners uh one thing i would like to say is uh at this to this to even though i've read quite a few comments saying that it's not that significant i think it's important from fans fans perspective to see how both the boards uh, try and uh, stock players in so it will be important for both the teams to uh, try and pick up a set of uh, core players that can be integrated with the main squad so i would like to see how many opportunities they actually give each player before they make that big decision uh, so from that perspective i, I would like to see what uh, india and australia both Yeah I mean definitely the series does hold a lot of potential and there is so much uh, to look forward to although it feels like ah uh, another T20 series uh, and five matches but I'm pretty sure we will get to see some exhilarating uh, cricket and yeah on that note I'd uh, like to draw curtains on this discussion thank you so much Nikhil for you know joining me on the podcast and uh, sharing such crisp and remarkable uh, insights you know here's hoping we can have you uh, back on the podcast and wishing you the best for uh, your venture on Instagram as well so until next time Stay safe and take care. Bye for now. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never in the back foot on Instagram and Threads, and at the rate never in the back one on Twitter, now called X, for the latest facts, updates, fresh content, and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Spotify for Podcasters, and many other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care, listeners. Bye for now.